And welcome to it. It's Wednesday on the Pure Opelka Podcast. Mike here, still fighting off the seasonal allergies. And when Dr. Roizen shows up for our Wellness Wednesday discussion, I'm going to ask him, how long, doctor? How long is this going to last? How much longer must I put up with all of these evil seasonal allergies hitting my nose and my side? I don't want to grouse in front of you people, but it is bugging me. So... He'll be here later, and I'll ask him the question before we get to that. Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana, what's your take on the Biden administration? The Biden administration sucks. Yep, yep, he's absolutely 1,000% correct. The Biden administration sucks, and America knows it. America knows it. In fact, if you look at all the polling data, Joe Biden is underwater on the economy. That's the biggest area in which Americans think he's incompetent. He's underwater on foreign policy. He's underwater on national security. He's underwater on the border. But if you listen to Joe Biden talking at the White House today, you think everything's great, that he's done a hell of a job, even though 71% of the American people don't want him to run again. He was asked about it today, asked about it by a member of the mainstream media. My turn to ask a question. I think the next question is Mary Bruce, ABC. So, first of all, he has to look down at his chart of approved reporters and say, it's my turn to ask a question? No, it's your turn to call on a reporter, sir. You don't ask the questions. The reporters ask the questions. He really is disconnected from reality. But he called on a reporter from ABC. Thank you, Mr. President. You recently launched your reelection campaign. You've said questions about your age are legitimate. And your response is always, just watch me. But the country is watching. And recent polling shows that 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, believe you shouldn't run again. What do you say to them? What do you say? Ouch to those Americans who are watching and aren't convinced. You've said you can beat Trump again. Do you think you're the only one? I may not be the only one, but uh, uh, I know him well, and I know the danger he presents to our democracy. Wait a minute. Danger he presents to our democracy. I just want to remind everybody, this is the guy the Democrats have accepted him saying he's going to run. And today, Bernie Sanders has said, Well, if Joe Biden's in, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to challenge him. And you remember Bernie, Bernie was in the lead until Jim Clyburn pushed South Carolina towards Biden and that put Biden over the top. Some deal's been made. The Democrats also don't want any debates. So no challengers and no debates, never mind that Robert Kennedy Jr. has put his name out there and said he wants to challenge Biden. They're not going to have any debates because you can imagine how awful that debate would look for Joe Biden. Kennedy still has his marbles, but I'll let Joe finish the question. What the hell makes you think you can run if 70% of America says you shouldn't? And we've been down this road before. Yeah, sure. And with regard to to age, you know, and, and polling data, I noticed the polling data I keep hearing about is that I'm between uh, uh, 42 and 46 percent favorable rating, et cetera. And uh, 
But everybody running for re-election in this time has been in the same position. There's nothing new about that. You're making. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're well behind your predecessor, Barack Obama. You may have 42% with your base, but you're underwater, sir. You're not good stead. And those other stats I reported, the economy, foreign policy, national security, border security, they're just a drop in the bucket in the disapproval zone. Sound like Biden's really underwater. He is. Um, and uh, number one. Number two, when the same polling data asks whether they think what kind of job I've done, it gets overwhelmingly positive results. No, it doesn't. You're in negative territory on the economy, foreign policy, national security, and border security. 58% thinking everything from the CHIPS Act and the, all, all the things we've done. You know, we've created, like I said, we've created 12 million new jobs. No, no. The pandemic forced 10 million at least jobs to go away. You guys killed all of the jobs. And there was complicit behavior on both sides of the aisle. But the Democrats were the ones who were demanding the shutdown because they wanted to take control over everyone's lives. Don't tell me you've created millions of jobs. Those jobs were just returning. We created 800,000 manufacturing jobs. We have economic growth moving. We're in a situation where the climate, we've invested more money and more help in dealing with the climate crisis than any nation in the world. And that bothers us, too, because it's a scam. The climate crisis is a scam. And you're pushing us that direction. It's not going to help the country. And so things, things are moving. And uh, the reason I'm running again is there's a job to finish. The other thing is that... Look, you know, think about what I inherited when I got elected. Let's talk about that. What did you inherit when you got elected? A recovering economy. Gas prices a dollar and 24 cents cheaper than they are today. Inflation at under 2%. And where are we now? Gas prices at $3.64 a gallon. Inflation has been over 5% for 23 months, sir. People are losing under you. They are worse off under you. I inherited a nation in overwhelming debt at the time. Uh, we're still in overwhelming debt. As a matter of fact, the debt has increased because Democrats have in, insisted we spend another $7 trillion and you want to spend more, but continue. Number one, in the hole for the four years that he was president, I inherited a nation that had a serious law, loss of credibility around the world as America first. And, you know, the first meeting I attended the G7, I said, America's back. And one of the world leaders looked and said, for how long? And which world leader was that? Have we ever verified that statement? He keeps making that statement. It's, it's like him telling us that he was born in the same hospital where his grandfather had died two weeks earlier, when we know there's at least 14 months different difference and several hundred miles difference between Baltimore, Maryland, and Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, maybe 200 miles difference. But this could be another story. We had peace under Donald Trump. We didn't have North Korea lighting off rockets every other week. We didn't have Russia invading countries. You didn't have the, the pullout of our troops in Afghanistan that resulted in the deaths of 13 American soldiers. And God knows how many thousands 
of Afghans and Friends of America who were left behind. For how long? There's a great concern about the United States being able to lead the free world. And we're doing that again. And those same polls you look at, you take a look at the polls that are saying whether I pull together NATO and the European Union as well as Asian partners, I think we have. You can think all you want, but you haven't. Donald Trump got the NATO members to pay their fair share. And China's walking all over the world, setting up base camps. This guy's been a giant failure. And as it relates to his age, I think he said the quiet part out loud today, too. With regard to age, uh, I can't even say, I guess how old I am, I can't even say the number. It It doesn't register with me. A lot of things don't register with you, sir. It's embarrassing. I go back to Senator Kennedy. The Biden administration sucks. All right, all right, all right. Yes, he's correct. We have a lot to get to, a lot to get to, including Dr. Michael Royson from the Cleveland Clinic. Now, let's get him in here right now. Our buddy, Dr. Mike Royson, behind the uh, H-Proof series of uh, books, the H-Proof Life, and, uh, of course, What to Eat, When Cookbook, and the new book, The Great Age Reboot. Dr. Royson is with us. Welcome, my friend. Hi, and the new website will be the Longevity Playbook. It is up and running, um, but there is a story this week on genetic engineering that is truly amazing. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, the Longevity Playbook. That's the new website, Longevity Playbook. Longevityplaybook.com. Longevityplaybook.com. Okay, let's, uh, let's get into... The, uh, the three hot topics that you sent me, they all look absolutely amazing. But before I dive in there, I have to ask you, when does seasonal allergy season end? Because it's driving me nuts. When the trees stop pollinating, when they've done all their, if you will, release of pollen. Now, in a little more northern spot, that is Philadelphia and north of there, um, we get still get frost. And so one frost usually helps greatly. And so a nighttime frost. But for the tree and pollen, it is when the trees stop, which is usually uh, about a month after they start for tree and, and uh, for spring tree and pollen season i feel like i got about another two weeks left then because i'm about two weeks into this if you're clever on where you go you can avoid this altogether so in other words if you spent um this period of time when they're pollinating in delaware in sarasota florida um, for this month, you would avoid it because they've already had their spring tree season. Or if you spend it in uh, Toronto or um, one of the northern cities, which still has frost, you would avoid it as well. So there are some clever tricks that uh, Canadians often use to avoid it, Who the Canadians who are snowbirds. Aha! So I need a pied-à-terre in the south and in the north, and I can bounce between them. And wouldn't that be wonderful? I need to win the lottery. A French phrase for a little place um, 
an apartment. Yes, exactly. That brings us back to uh, the apartment movie days. Oh, uh, the classic movie, The Apartment, which is uh, Jack Lemmon, I believe it was. Yes, yes Jack Lemmon. Very good. Nice, and, nice and reference. And McClain. Yeah, the great Shirley McLean. Wow, that's a good classic movie reference, Dr. Rose. I love that, The Apartment. Yeah, and I guess in France, when they dubbed it, it was the La Pied à Terre uh, with Jack Lemmon and Shirley McLean. Oh, we're way off the rails already. Uh, Dr. Rose, let's talk about your research this week. We've talked about the uh, the benefit of some type 2 diabetes drugs that, that is now helping people lose weight one of them is ozempic and now you're you're saying that there is investigation of looking at this for teenage obesity well semaglutide which is the actual name of the drug which is ozempic trade name for diabetes and Lugova for weight loss and mon Jarno, which is the Eli Lilly version of the Nova Nordics drug, except it is, seems to be better for both uh, diabetes control and for uh, weight loss, but is not yet approved for weight loss, are the drugs that seem to have a very successful run at controlling craving. So people with food cravings um, are, get remarkable weight loss in the order of uh, 15 to 20 percent Wow! Um, and, or greater. So if you weigh 200 pounds, it's a uh, 30 to 40 pound weight loss. And that obviously helps greatly with managing chronic diseases such as type 2 diabetes, but also reduces your risk of heart disease, stroke, memory loss the six cancers that um, are strongly related to obesity, one of which includes breast cancer, as well as osteoarthritis and kidney disease. So it, it, it has a lot of potential benefits. The problem is we have no data longer than two years what happens long term as far as both weight loss and the management of chronic diseases. This is a once a week shot, is it not an injection? Yes, it's a once a week shot. The study from this week was in 162 um, adolescents, that is between the ages of uh, 13 and 19, who were overweight and couldn't control their overweightness. And so it was a, does this work? And it was a 68-week study, so a little longer than a year. It didn't do a lot of the things we wanted to do, but in the randomized fashion, um, the people who, were, who got the active drug had a 17% weight loss over the 68 weeks. Wow. The people who didn't had no weight loss, in fact, a little weight gain, what we wanted it to do was to look at muscle mass and bone mass because these are periods where the kids, the teenagers, should be gaining muscle and bone. What we know with the adult versions, that is when given to adults, is that 40-some percent of the weight loss is bone and muscle if you don't exercise with it. So you need to do resistance exercise when you're taking these drugs or else you will lose um, bone and muscle, which 
disproportionately instead of losing 20% as most people do with lifestyle um, measures of decreased eating, um, this was losing double that of muscle. So we don't know what it did to the kids, what its long-term reaction is. Remember, we've never had studies, and this is a drug that uh, takes away cravings, so we've never had studies with this to see what the long-term, more than two-year effect is. And if you're taking it as a kid, are you going to need to take it for the rest of your life to control weight as you appear to have to do as an adult? The adults who take it, who stop taking it, gain back the weight they've lost. Now, I have about three patients who have stopped taking it and not gained back the weight, but the vast majority of patients will gain back the weight both in the studies and in my own population. What's the basic average cost of that shot? The shot is about $460 a month. Wow. The way it is done, Mongiorno is about 440 I think um, that there are maybe other versions that come out that uh, are made in other countries, um, such as India or a country like Israel, that are much less expensive on the market. Um, but we don't have those as of now. We, I did write an editorial and a, and a blog on uh, Substack on my uh, blog site that um, it was a message to uh, Nova and Eli, um, that is Nova Nordisk and Eli, that if they charge $40 a month instead of 450 they would, instead of having one-tenth of 1% 1 of the population being able to afford them and us get rid of obesity and the $630 billion it costs the government and another 630 it costs the rest of the population, private enterprise for obesity treatments and insurance, etc., and the chronic diseases it causes, if they lowered it to $40 a month, they'd have 35% uh, of the U.S. market, they'd make much more money and they'd be a solution to a major budget problem. But they haven't responded to that editorial well, or, or uh, blog. Maybe they will. Let's, uh, let's keep our fingers crossed on that. Let us, uh, let us also talk about this last item you sent me, a novel DNA repair pathway in neurons essential for keeping your I want to keep my brain healthy and functioning over the course of my lifetime. What do I do? Well, this is a new pathway that was uncovered by these physicians, this physician researchers at Harvard, who uh, said um, when you use something, you normally get more errors in it. And when we've looked at the brain cells of mice, um, when they use their um, if you will, their brain more, um, they develop uh, what you would say is they develop more um, little changes in their brain cells. And they said, so um, why are people who use their brain more healthier? And what they found is that when you use your brain more, 
you are a genetic engineer, you turn on a gene that makes a compound that actually it's NFAP4, you don't have to know the name of it, but what it does is it repairs your brain cells. So um, in this sense, doing speed of processing games, working your brain hard in those speed of processing games, why they seem to work to keep you um, uh, better able to keep your brain functioning longer and less likely to get dementia is that they turn on a gene that is you by using your brain are turning on a gene in your neurons in your brain cells that repairs your brain so the answer here is you you can't work your brain too hard keep trying keep doing speed of processing exercises find a way to test your brain because your body will not only keep up with it but it will it'll it'll make you younger it'll turn on that part of your body to help that brain stay younger and stay more active and functioning over the course of your lifetime it's okay to keep working out your brain the whole point is you are a genetic engineer for you better than anyone who went to caltech or mit what you do matters for how long and well you live and whether it is exercise in your muscles such as with resistance exercise, lifting weights, or using machines that do that, or whether it is jumping for bone strength, or whether it is speed of processing games for your brain, you are a genetic engineer for you. And that is so simple to do, people. It's all in our hands, and Dr. Royson gives us the clarity on it every week. You can find out more if you go to the Great Age Reboot. Or what's the new website, Dr. Royzen? Longevityplaybook.com. Get an app or an iPad app application or go on the website. And it is uh, essentially curating longevity choices for you so you know which ones are real and you should pay attention to. Um, and which ones we don't have quite enough data for and are really wallet biopsies if you do them. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Thank you, my friend. Uh, let's do this again next week. And, and in the meantime, get a hole-in-one. I'm on the case. 